guiding your brand to greatness. Welcome to the Brand Shepherd Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brand Shepherd Podcast. So glad you joined us for this latest installment. As you can hear, we've got a, a new intro and man, did that turn out well. I'm, I'm super stoked. Anyway, my name is Daniel and I am a co-founder and the brand strategist for Brand Shepherd and I'm also the host of the podcast, so you're going to hear my voice quite a bit. So right away, I want to tell you that I'm sorry that we have not been updating the podcast every two weeks as I said we would. Um, it just didn't work out and I, I, um, I made a mistake in, uh, in not seeing a bigger picture. Um, right when we got into starting to do interviews, that's when the process of Brand Shepherd's recent brand refresh began and I was just kind of biting off more than I can chew if I'm being totally transparent with you. So first off, my apologies for that. Still going to hear new episodes of the podcast. It's just going to be uh, more or less whenever we have good content to share. Uh, I, w- I do want to get on a, a better cadence of it. And if you'd like to be a guest, please contact us by going to brandshepherd.com. But until we get to a really good cadence of having enough guests to drop new content every other week, we're simply just going to drop a new episode as we have it to share. Now, as for this episode this week, Man, we've got something special for you. Uh, I've wanted to do this this interview for a long time. Melissa Walker is our guest, and she is the director of strategy and finance for the Dollywood Companies. Now, if you've ever been to East Tennessee, you know about Dollywood, and you know the theme park. But did you know that it has resorts and the water park and a whole bunch of other stuff? That's the Dollywood Companies. And Melissa is someone that I had the pleasure of serving with on a local nonprofit board, and we hit it off. We have a really similar vibe, very similar work ethic, and we just uh, kind of create a little uh, admiration society between us. And one day I asked her, I said, hey, um, you know, you're you're really into strategic planning. Um, Do you think you'd like to come on the podcast and talk about it? And to my surprise, she was totally up for it. So in today's episode, you're going to hear my interview with Melissa Walker, the director of strategy and finance for the Dollywood companies. Now, a quick note about the sound quality. We had some problems with the audio that uh, only came became apparent in post-production. So we've adjusted the audio for the best possible rendering of the words between Melissa and I, but it's not ideal, and I apologize for that. We're uh, going to work on improving that in the future. But anyway, on to the interview. I hope you enjoy it. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This is this is a real treat, real honor. I was wondering if you could go ahead and just introduce yourself real quick for us. Sure, thank you for having me. My name is Melissa Walker, and I'm the Director of Financial Planning and Analysis for the Dollywood Company. And I oversee a team that looks at um, budgeting, forecasting, and strategic planning for all of the Dollywood properties. So I, I think a lot of people know about Dollywood, right? They know about Dolly. Dolly is, is America's sweetheart, you know, probably probably the most beloved human being in America right now, unquestionably, I think. Um, but I don't think a lot of people know that there's Dollywood companies, that there's actually like kind of more to it. Could you just give us a brief snapshot, of like what, what exists beyond the, the park, the theme park? Sure. Um, we consist of parks and resorts. So currently we have the Dollywood theme park that everyone is most familiar with. We also have a water park called Dollywood Splash Country. We have our premier lodging um, offering, which is the Dream War Resort, which opened in 2015. We are under construction for our Heart Song Resort, which will open in 23. 
And then we also do um, vacation cabin rentals. We have mm. Hollywood Smoky Mountain cabins as well. Great, great. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the draw, and she's made such an impact in Tennessee, and just really cool to uh, to see that up close and personal here. So thanks for for being on the show today and chatting a little bit about it. I want to zero in on that last part that you mentioned when you described your role, the strategic planning part, because I think that that's really where a lot of businesses are in their headspace is, okay, we've got this, this kind of new normal, if you will, um, where some people are already saying kind of post COVID, I don't necessarily know if we are or we aren't, but we're definitely not like in the scary part anymore. So I wanted to kind of tap your brain and kind of figure out like, what, what does a strategic planner at your level think about and where did you come from during all of this? And so just take us back a little bit to it's March, 2020. Um, Dollywood, with the rest of uh, business America and around the world, we're facing this this new virus, this new scary thing. We don't really know all the details that we do right now, um, but it is a crisis and it's leading to all these lockdowns and things like that. So uh, you don't have to get into the specifics, but I'm just wondering, how does Dollywood handle the immediate and strategic plans when faced with something like that? Sure. So I'll back up even a little bit further. So prior to coming into the COVID realm, um, Dollywood did like three-year strategic planning process. So look mm. at, you know, your current year and looking at two out years. Um, occasionally we would do a longer five-year or 10-year view. This is very similar to what any company would really do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very high level and very um, static. It didn't change very often. You might look at it once a year. Um and you kind of dust it off and say, you know, did anything change and, and kind of roll forward. When we come into um, the COVID, no one had a contingency plan for what happens if a park doesn't open. And so you immediately go into crisis mode. And what I have found, not just with Dollywood, but with the industry in general, is that the need for dynamic modeling and flexibility and needing results really fast changed. Because we always use history to predict future performance. Mm. Now we were in a, a time frame where history meant nothing. Yeah. Even when the park opened, we were under restrictions. We were under all these different things that mm-hmm. had never existed before. And so we found the need to move from, honestly, a quarterly kind of forecast cycle to a weekly. Mm. Wow. And we weren't ready for that. Yeah. And so, you know... In the moment, it's trial by fire and you get through it. But after the fact is that that need didn't really change. We maybe don't need it weekly, but we need it monthly. And so our whole look at the strategic planning process changed and that it can't be this static um, thing that we just dust off once a year and look at it and roll forward. It is what do we know today that impacts tomorrow? And so what can we keep changing in our models and our projections based on what we know now? Because Mm -hmm. the consumer shifted so much. The consumer post-COVID doesn't spend the same way the consumer did pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, And even after you get out of stimulus and different factors, it still looks very, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, You know, I think that all businesses and all industries are now faced with the need for information faster, the need for predictive analytics that can be based on the most current data 
not years of data. Mm-hmm. So on that note then, so we're about two years into this and I'm wondering uh, what, what has, uh, how has the process evolved? Have, have, has strategic planning evolved in such a way that you're still uh, looking at things in a more agile, more uh, regular tempo, more regular cadence, or did the changes you make end up being kind of like a new normal unto itself? It changed in our approach. So now we are definitely more into strategic business partners, and it's really working with all the operators, understanding their businesses at different levels so that we can help drive decision-making. So um, strategic planning should help drive the future decisions, but it needs to be a joint conversation. It's not a, a financial exercise as much of it is a partnership between a finance person and an operator sitting down together saying, let's share what we know because it changes so quickly. And then let's have a very agile model that we can adapt based on what we know today and then be able to change it again in a month. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because when I think about the Dollywood brand, uh, I think of I think of it's obviously an experience, right? It's it's a brand that's steeped in experience. It's all about um, the East Tennessee Smoky Mountains experience and uh, a place that with great smells and songs and and things like that. And so, I would have to think that um, because people are drawn to the experience of Dollywood and in all the ways that it can be experienced, I'm wondering how how has strategic planning preserved the brand experience throughout all of this rapid change of, you know, changing the cadence and things like that. I think it comes back to, you have to know your why and you're hitting on the experience, which is our our why, Mm -hmm. you know, our why is to bring families closer together Mm -hmm. is to make those memories worth repeating. Yeah. And if you remember your why, then when you're sitting there looking at a capital list of capital projects and different things and ways you can change that experience, you keep going back to your why, mm-hmm. then you can allow that process to preserve your experience because your compass is always headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And so you allow that brand, that experience, that whatever that secret sauce is for your company, for your vision, and then you keep going back to that. And then the strategic planning process should be adding that, you know, adding that value to it. Excellent. Yeah, there's there's probably a, a lot of details that go into that into to preserving it, uh, especially for something like that. And that that really kind of dovetails into the next question I had, which is um, a question I had a, a great conversation with John Hurst, guy I've known for 20, 25 years, and he's now the um, chief innovation officer with uh, with a, a, a brand called SIL, and their their main thing is translations. They work with translations. We got into this conversation about innovation and tradition and how do you how do brands straddle the need of the consumer who wants a lot of fresh new ideas fresh innovations new 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 but uh, they also want tradition and they want that experience that repeatable experience and I think Dollywood is a fascinating brand to think about that because if you think about its experience that is really its product that like you said it wants to draw families closer together um, we're at a point now, probably in the in the life of the Dollywood brand, that it's been around long enough 
that you have generations now of families that that want to experience the same things that mom wants daughter to experience the thing, same, same things that she did. And maybe there's grandkids or great grandkids by now. So <clears throat> when thinking about the strategic planning side of that and the, 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 uh, the role you have as, as both innovator and um, preservation or curator, how, how does strategic planning play into this productization of the experience Yet you have to straddle that that tension sometimes between tradition and innovation, new versus old. How does that play into things? I mean, that's really an interesting conversation and, and comment. And I thought when you were first saying it, I immediately went to like our blacksmith and thought, you know, that's the pieces of history that we won't let go, right? Our craftsmen. Yeah. And that, you know, people come up there to see that. It's what Dollywood's known for. Um, Yes, we have all the thrill rides, we have great shows, we have all these things, but there's these little pieces and nuggets of history that especially, um, you know, grandparents love to show, you know, the grandkids, you know, that this is how it used to be done. And I think it's just holding true to who you are and your identity um, and making your innovations count in ways that will mean the most to the guest. And so we were, uh, we've been all over the news this week, we had a media tour of our construction going on and it's redoing our toll entry and changes to our parking lot and and so you focus your innovation on those things that get the guests in faster get them Mm. out of lines it gets them you know through to the experience that yeah yeah and then you hold true to the things that um you want to preserve that culture and that tradition and things like that and i think that's one of the things and i know i'm a little biased but dollywood does really really well in that we focus the innovation on the things that we want to improve that guest experience. And, you know, I can't think of a better example than the media tour that just showed some of the work going on in the parking lot, because um, that is, is true. We want to get guests in the door faster. And Mm -hmm. it's because that allows them to start to experience what Dollywood truly is, not just the parking lot. Mm -hmm. I I can't help but notice that on, um, on, uh, I think it's uh, Twitter and Facebook is where I see it the most, but uh, people are, are still, ju- they, they can't wait for the new season to start. And they're every, every season it's, it's a new, you know, can't wait to, to, for it to open up, get over there, especially, you know, we're, we're local. So we get the, the midweek crowd that wants to get over there, you know, before the weekends come and <laughs> avoid yeah. the crowds. Um, but I'm wondering, uh, what is, is there anything about the experience that really stands out to you that, that you're particularly proud of? I think it's the interactions and the small things that make it special. So it's, it, you see the host just host our employees, you see them doing the right things. You see them interacting mm. um, with our guests. Um, every time I walk out on park, you know, I see all these little things and I think that's what I'm most proud of. And the fact that it is all about families, you know, mm. so we will stop and take a picture so that mom doesn't have to be out of the picture. You know, there's oh, little yeah. things that we, see, we catch people doing that may not make a big deal to others. But, you know, when I walk through the park and I see, you know, a host person, host out there just doing those small things. Um, and I'm going to share a quick example is that we did this dance party last summer. And I was up as a guest with my family 
and there was we, a gentleman up there and he was house and ground. So he was out there sweeping the, the sidewalks and he knew all the dance moves that they were teaching these kids. And so he had a little group of kids up there dancing with him as he was sweeping the street. Nice. It's those moments that make it the most special for me. Yeah. Because I think that's the experience that our guests have come to love. Mm-hmm. And they're unexpected. They're not scripted. They're just in the moment. And I think that's why so many people come back year over year. Yeah, it it speaks to uh, to the integrity that the culture that the Dolly as a Dollywood host or employee has that he would do that, right? I mean, that yeah. he would just you know not be asked to do it, but just he loves it so much and he's committed it to memory so much that he just yeah, you know, I'm just going to dance with the kids. It speaks really well of the integrity of the culture, you know, that it's inviting and open. And um, I would have to think that. Uh, as stewards of the the planning to make sure all of this stuff happens, it must be really uh, pleasing, satisfying to to see that happen. That oh, you know, okay, this you know this isn't just words on a whiteboard or in the Excel sheet, but like this is this is real. This is this is good. That must be really really good to experience. It is, and when you see the projects come, you know full circle or even, you know, just fully get under construction. Yeah. Um, think about heart song and just knowing the dirt's being dug and, and they had the media up there and showing some of the concrete work being done. Mm. You know, those are things that we've been working on from a strategic planning process um, for as long as I've been with the company. Wow. And so to see those things really start to come out of the ground, um, that's when you know that, your planning is working because you're seeing the things actually come into action and into play. Yeah. Um, and then you see the results that that happens. Oh, that's great. All right. I want I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do have one final question. That is, will we ever see Dollywood's famous cinnamon bread in stores? It's like the most famous uh, product that, you know, can be re- reproducible. I'm just saying, you know, like I think they're sitting <laughs> on a gold mine here. And- I do not believe we will see that, um, but it is our most precious item that we sell. Yeah. Um, it is fantastic. And, you know, there's a recipe that's been shared out there. And if you just can't, I think it is the amount of cinnamon in those ovens. <laughs> they just um, kind of caked in there. Maybe. <laughs> I think there's so much cinnamon and butter in those ovens that I don't think we could ever yeah. repeat it. Yeah, yeah, else. yeah. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Everyone go get your tickets for Dollywood and go experience what this brand is all about. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Brand Shepherd Podcast. If you found this episode valuable to your brand, please consider subscribing and leaving a favorable review. Visit brandshepherd.com for more episodes or subscribe to the Brand Shepherd podcast on your favorite podcast app. That's all for this episode. See you next time.